0: Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the, same, uh, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, Joseph from Nazareth. Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God you are the king of israel jesus answered do you believe because i told you that i saw you under the fig tree you will see greater things than these and he said to him very truly i tell you you will see heaven opened and the angels of god ascending and descending upon the son of man this is the word of the lord
1: What a beautiful place, thank you very much. The words are so appropriate for today's topic and also the words are so uh, beautiful. Actually what I'm going to talk about today is a little difficult topic uh, and I don't think uh, uh, 20 minutes will do justice to what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about the mystery, I'm going to talk about reasoning, Uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, how those two are working together. So it's a difficult topic, uh, but I'll try to condense as as much as possible to finish it uh, within uh, 20 minutes. Christian journey is a journey into God. And journey into God is journey into mystery. By nature, journey into God is journey into mystery. We don't really know what the outcome uh, will be. Uh, We see Phil and Nathaniel in today's story. When you look at it, there are a lot of missing holes. How did Phil really find out Jesus? Uh, was the Messiah that Moses talked about and the prophets talked about. And how did Nathaniel uh, knew that? Uh, how did Nathaniel know uh, that Jesus was uh, son of God and the king of Israel? There's no explanation. Just uh, They just make confession. Uh, sometimes Bible has that. Uh, when there's a mystery aspect, the uh, Bible uh, has this. There is no explanation necessarily. But their lives were completely changed after uh, this incident. Uh, They neither expect nor imagine that their lives would turn out that way before they met Christ. They were living probably very normal, ordinary life. And all of a sudden, once uh, they met Jesus Christ, their life uh, uh, turned around completely and they followed Jesus all the way. Uh, In that sense, Life is a mystery. It is beyond our control and our power. We cannot always predict our life's outcome. Uh, You know, these days, it's really, really a joy of seeing uh, my grandson, uh, Norman. I don't have much time to visit uh, them and see, uh, actually, but uh, Joshua sends me uh, uh, pictures and video clips, and so I uh, uh, look at them. And then just Grace uh, is uh, from Boston, so she's staying uh, with us, and then we sit down and uh, watch it. She said, uh, I can watch this all day, you know, cry, and everything is so beautiful, I cry even, you know. Uh, all that. So uh, it's it's wonderful to see uh, your grandson. But uh, while I was uh, looking at uh, uh, I was asking myself what future uh, is holding him? What future is uh, waiting for him? Uh, What will he be like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years uh, later? And I realized that Realize that I don't know. It is hidden. It is hiddenness. It is hidden to us. That hiddenness is part of our life. We live our lives in the matrix of the known and the unknown, the certain and the uncertain, the revealed. And the hidden. Nobody lives with absolute certainty. Nobody should uh, claim that they live with absolute certainty. Philip and Nathaniel didn't expect at all that their life would, would turn out the way it turned out. It was mystery to them. Yes, it was their choice, but when you really look at it, and yet, it wasn't totally your choice. Life's like that. It is our choice, and yet, it's not totally our choice. Don't you feel that sometimes? Yes, you made a choice, but it wasn't really, really totally your choice. Life is like that. We think it's all our choices, but we realize that it wasn't purely our choices. Life turned out alright not necessarily because of our good choices, but sometimes life turns out in spite of our bad choices. In spite of our bad choices. We didn't always make right choices to make our life good. Sometimes life turned out good in spite of our bad choices. We are thankful to God for that. There is a force that leads our lives much more powerful than the power of our choice. That's what Philip and Nathaniel experienced in today's scripture passage. Nathaniel was a skeptical person, like most of us, you know. most uh, Most people who live in the 21st century uh, very skeptical. Uh, and then Nathaniel was a very skeptical person. And Philip came to him and said, Oh, I met this great guy, and he was the one that Moses and the uh, prophets were talking about. It's wonderful. And then Nathaniel said, No, what good comes out of Nazareth? I <laughs> Philip's answer is so refreshing. Can't I mean, see. Come and see. That's a formula of John. Come and see. Don't try to figure it out. Come and see. You actually meet uh, him and see. What good can come out of Nazareth? That was Nathaniel's prejudice. At the end, he was proven wrong. The real good came from Nazareth. Jesus Christ came from Nazareth. And then, ultimately, he made a great confession. You are the Son of God and the King of Israel. And there is another famous skeptical person uh, in the Bible, and his name is Thomas. Thomas is another very skeptical person. You know, interesting, both both, uh, people come out in uh, John's Gospel Nathaniel comes out right in the beginning uh, in uh, chapter 1, right in the beginning of uh, uh, John's story. And, uh, uh what was that? Thomas, yeah. Thomas, uh, you know, as you get older, you know, get <laughs> these moments of forgetting. Thomas comes out uh, at the end of the story. Almost like G- uh, John is trying to say that how skeptical a person became a believer from the beginning to the end. He put those two uh, people uh, right there. After Jesus was resurrected, uh, Thomas wasn't, wasn't there. So he said, when he wasn't there, he said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in the mark of the nails, uh, uh, the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Thomas wasn't there. And he said this. But as soon as he encountered Jesus, he didn't put his finger there. He didn't put his hand in his eye. He didn't do any of that. That skepticism evaporated. As soon as he encountered Jesus, only thing that came out of his mouth was the greatest confession. My Lord, And my God. In the entire gospel no one ever ever said that Jesus was God. The highest confession was Jesus was the Son of God but nobody dared to claim that Jesus was God and Thomas from the lips of Thomas we hear confession my Lord and my God. They both overcame their skepticism when they met Christ. You know, skepticism comes from our intellectual reasoning. But when we encounter the divine, our reasoning stops. That's what it is. When you read the Bible, that's what happens. When you encounter the divine, the reasoning stops. Something more powerful than the reasoning takes us over. That's why religion can be very, very dangerous. Also, religious fanaticism was caused because of this aspect of God. You can justify almost anything in the name of God. And in the name of God, they did horrible things in history and right now. They used God to justify their hidden motives, their anger, their hatred, and the fear of powerlessness. We don't condone that. They simply use God for their purpose. But encountering God is the most beautiful thing, most beautiful thing we human beings can experience. It is not something we can figure out or explain. There is no such thing as figuring out God. You can never figure out God. That doesn't mean we put aside our reasoning. But we don't use our reasoning to figure out God. We use our reasoning to understand God deeper. Faith seeking understanding. As we encounter the divine, All our reasoning stops. We are simply in awe of God's presence. Ah, you are here. That's what we see in today's scripture. When Jesus called Philip, Philip did not try to figure out. He simply understood that he was the one Moses and the prophets were talking. And that was what he communicated to Nathaniel. In the beginning, Nathaniel responded skeptically, but, but there was before he met Christ. But as soon as he met Christ, he made this confession that he was the son of God and king of Israel. Reasoning is the power we human beings have. When we lose it, we become very uncomfortable and vulnerable. It is a power to protect us and build our life. With reasoning, we make our living. With reasoning, we make our judgment. With reasoning, we say what is right and what is wrong. So reasoning is very, very important in our lives. When your reasoning is screwed, called skewed. <laughs> yes, yeah, skewed. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a better word. Yeah. <laughs> when, when your reasoning is skewed, and uh, it becomes real, real problem. Reasoning is very, because it really drives our lives. And reasoning, with reasoning we can uh, pretty much control our life. Yes, with reasoning we can control our life, but we cannot experience life with reasoning. We can control our life, but we cannot experience God, we cannot experience life. Life is not to be controlled, life is to be experienced. God is not to be figured out, God is to be understood, God is not to be controlled, God is to be encountered. God who is controlled is not God anymore, it is idol that we create for our own convenience. God gave us this greatest gift, reasoning. I think that's a wonderful gift that God gave to us. But we human beings have become quite arrogant with our reasoning. It is the greatest power we human beings are proud of, and rightly so. But we have to understand also that this power of reasoning can limit us, blind us and keep us locked in our own small world. We don't experience the magnitude of life. We don't experience love and joy of life. We just live with a taste of the little control we make of our lives. As Nathaniel encountered Jesus. He was in awe. He was quite shocked how deeply Jesus knew about him. And then Jesus said, Are you, surpri- are you surprised only with this? And then he said, Amazing thing. You will see a greater thing. You don't know yet what that greater thing is you're just surprised with this, only you'll see a greater thing. Jesus really showed what greater thing about life is. That's what life journey is all about. As we take the journey, we'll see greater things in life. In that sense, I'm an optimist. I always believe that life will get better. I always believe that everything will work out for the better. And I believe that the present is always better than the past. I have beautiful memories in the past, but still, right now, what I'm living, the moment I'm living, The present I'm living is better than The past We'll see Greater things In life To do that We need to be open To fully Encounter Christ Jesus Where do you want to take me? Jesus Where do you want to take me? If you're with me I'll go. Jesus, what do you want me to experience in life? I'm scared. But if that's what you want me to experience, I'm willing to experience that. We have to trust God. God wants you to experience the most beautiful things in life. But we have to trust Him. Our journey is journey into mystery our journey is journey to experience greater things in life As we meet God our eyes will be open and see greater things Jesus said to Nathaniel heaven will open but We have to trust in God With small things that you created Don't be bound by it. Don't be scared of going beyond. Don't let your fear stop the journey. Have courage to take into deeper level of our living, deeper joy, deeper love, and deeper sense of justice. In that journey, we'll experience that life is wonderful. So that goes with your anthem. Today, life is wonderful. How does it go? <laughs> All things are beautiful and brightful. Or, you know, bright, bright and beautiful. Yes, yes. Life is wonderful. You know, what do we say together? Life is wonderful. I mean, I talk to KSM members, say it in English, and so they said, they repeat it after me, life is wonderful. So why don't we do that? Life is wonderful. Life is wonderful. Wonderful. Once more, life is wonderful. Life is wonderful. Yes, life is wonderful, my friends. Don't be scared of taking on this journey. God will be with you, and God will take you to the most beautiful place.